Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello, and welcome to Connect with County Leaders. On this month's show, we're joined by the chairman of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, Jeffrey C. McKay, and Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill. There's lots to talk about with these two top county government leaders, including the budget, One Fairfax, the strategic plan, regionalism, the census, as well as Chairman McKay's priorities as he begins his term as leader of the Board of Supervisors. So Chairman McKay, Mr. Hill, welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast. A lot of stuff to cover. So what do you say we just dive right in? Sure. Thank okay. you. All right. Sounds good. Mr. Hill? You up for it? I'm allowed to speak. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Before we get into the really, you know, the meaty subjects and the stuff like that, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I noticed, and I can't remember if it was the McKay Messenger or, or another publication or something I saw, you really stressed in recent history, first chairman from South County. Yeah. So why is that important to you? Well, well, it is important to me because, um, you know, we're, we're talking about one Fairfax uh, a little bit later and how we can lift up all parts of the county. Uh, and there are some areas in South County where people feel like a lot of growth has happened in the western part of the county. A lot of new things have happened. And uh, there's a sense among some that some parts of the county maybe have been left behind. Mm. Um, I know that's not true from the work that I've done on the board, but, you know, the optics are important. And, you know, the chairman represents the entire county. Uh, and chairman over a period of time should have different perspectives. And certainly the perspective that I have uh, predominantly comes from South County because not only is that uh, where I served as Lee District Supervisor for mm-hmm. 12 years, but also uh, where I've lived my entire life. And so, um, I know the importance of every part of the county and the role that every part of the county plays. Uh, but particularly for people in South County, you know, um, this this is a big deal for them to finally have uh, someone in the chair seat who comes from that community right. and understands the perspectives uh, and challenges that exist in that community mm-hmm. in a really intimate way. Right. Well, and you mentioned the the chairman. Every county resident really has two supervisors, their district supervisor and the chairman. So... How is that transition for you now from Lee District to whole county? Yeah, well, thank you for that question because now I love reminding people <laughs> of that. Uh, when I was Lee District Supervisor and the chairman said that, I always winked at my right. constituents and said, but you know, come through our office first. Um, now I have shoes on the other right. foot. Um, it, it's kind of uh, funny, but a lot of folks in Lee District, when, you, when, you, when you've represented one district for 12 years, you know, you kind of get to know everyone in that district. And many of them were... Um, you know, at my uh, open house earlier, and, mm-hmm. and they came up to me and they said, you know, uh, we still have you as supervisor, right? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every county resident has has two supervisors. But uh, in terms of the transition, it's, it's actually been quite easy for me because not only have I been a county supervisor, but I've also been a county employee for 24 years. And right. so um, come to this building, uh, Main Government Center, with regularity. Uh, so I'm kind of used to that commute. Um, you know, I certainly have learned uh, it takes a long time to get from Herndon to Mount Vernon. <laughs> 
Uh, and so we, we factor that into my schedule now right, in a little right. bit different way. Um, but I'm really enjoying getting all around to the county, all corners of the county, uh, getting to meet new people. And, you know, what I have found is the issues that are important to people in this county are pretty uniform no matter mm -hmm. where they live. And I've also found that there's a huge appreciation uh, for the quality of services, the quality of people in this county, uh, and the position that we have as a real regional leader and, mm -hmm. and the um, desire to maintain that reputation is mm -hmm. pretty uniform. And mm -hmm. so that, that has been uh, welcome and, and something I've enjoyed hearing. Okay. One final question, then we're going to get into, the, into the, the topics, if you will. You're walking down the hall and someone says, Mr. Chairman, do you keep walking or do you turn around yet? Is it, is it Kind of ingrained um, I, in you yet? I, it, it has ingrained. Um, I'm glad I'm not being called Madam Chairman right. uh, much anymore. I, I love Sharon. She was tremendous mentor and friend of mine. But um, even members of the board have had to adjust oh, yes. uh, themselves a little bit. And so we're, we're getting over that. But, uh, yeah, it has sunk in um, because, really, we hit the ground running. You know, the election was November, which seems like a long time ago. Yeah. That was last and year. It was. It was last year. Um, but, but really, the day after that election, we started the work and the transition work. I mean, we didn't even wait till the swearing in to get to work uh, on behalf of the people in Fairfax County. And so for me now, it uh, feels like we've been doing this for a while and we're, we're completely adjusted. Right. Lifelong Fairfax County resident, Mr. Hill, unfortunately you can't say that. Any, any words of advice? Any words for, for Mr. Hill? Uh, you know, I think um, uh, really my, my main uh, emphasis point is um, while we have a lot of people who have lived here for a long time, uh, we also have a lot of people who are transient to the area. And um, I'm always amazed and, and happy to see people come to this area uh, from another area and really realize the richness um, of culture that we have, the quality of county government that we have, the opportunities uh, that we have to present to people. Um, I've lived here my whole life because I love living here. Mm. And what I have found is most people who come here come into our region uh, really appreciate why so many people want to come live in Fairfax County. And so, um, you know, my real advice for Brian is enjoy it. Uh, enjoy your time here. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see you stay here long term because it's a great community with great people uh, who care a lot. And uh, I think sometimes we take for granted uh, our real high quality of living that we have here. Right. And I certainly see that when I visit other areas and come back here. Um, but, but Brian knows this county well. Um, you know, he's been to every corner. I've been to every corner with him. Um, and I'm excited that he's here, and I hope he's excited uh, to be here. Mm -hmm. Well, I know, Mr. Hill, we've talked about, you know, Fairfax County and everything that it has in, in past podcasts as well. I'm going to give you a chance to talk. You need to chime in here. <laughs> I'm good. People can't see this you shaking your head. Yeah. This is great. I like this. You know, now, I don't normally I don't have to sit in the in the in the uh, in the Robin seat, and I like sitting in the Robin seat when I'm with uh, Supervisor, sorry, Chairman McKay. Uh -huh. uh, I, it takes a little getting yeah. used to. Yeah, he knows where I'm at. Well, as you said, how, how many years serving in that supervisor role? So yeah, it's kind of ingrained in the mind where you have to. It is, and I have been asked by a couple people, but you're Chairman, but you're also still Supervisor, right? And technically, you know, they can both be right. Yeah. Um, but you know, you'll it's, answer uh, to both. I, 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 I well, to, to your earlier question, I, I now answer to both. I yeah. don't discriminate right. between one or the other. You right. say either one before my name, I will be responsive. Right. <laughs> new board. You're the new chairman. There's several new supervisor members. 
How does that work from the board perspective, but also, Mr. Hill, from the county executive perspective, working with this new board? Uh, Chairman, I'll Yeah, let you start. I'm happy to start. First, I am thrilled with this new board. Um, the people who uh, have joined the board uh, who are new uh, have hit the ground running. Uh, these are folks that, you know, we had an election and the voters said, uh, we want to elect people who know what they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. we want, we, we actually care about their bio, their resume, their qualifications for office. And if you look at our new board members, uh, clearly all of them have been heavily involved in various ways uh, in the county for a long time. And so we really, as a board, could hit the ground running. And I get asked a lot about, you know, the, the big change on the board because it is by historic standards in Fairfax County right. a pretty big change. Right. Um, but what has been amazing to me uh, is even with that change how, how we're off and running. And, and I think that's because these are experienced people and so I no longer have any concerns about the change of the board. Um, it's it's definitely has a new personality. Every board has right. its own personality. Uh, definitely has a new personality. But what I have found to a member, and this is for our veteran board members too, uh, is they are ready to hit the ground running on our important priorities. And every person on our board is on the board to do stuff, mm -hmm. not just to fill a seat. Hmm. And so I think you'll find a, a huge uh, increase in energy, uh, desire to get things accomplished. Uh, this is also a board of, of folks who understand, um, you know, the importance of regionalism, uh, which we'll, we'll get into yeah. a little bit later. But, but that's important because not only is our board new, as I look across the region to my friends in Arlington, Alexandria, Loudoun, Prince William, uh, a lot of new leadership in a lot of these jurisdictions at the same time. And these are all people that I know well, uh, have the same goals we have in Fairfax County. And so I'm really excited about this board and how this board is going to act as a regional leader uh, on a lot of regionally important issues mm -hmm. that you know really affect everyone in northern virginia it doesn't really matter if you live in fairfax or or loudon right. or arlington you know many of the things that we deal with anymore are things that have a regional impact mm -hmm. mr hill from county executive county staff perspective working with the board and then working with a new chairman and several new members of the board is it just nuance well, I'll say this. I don't think I'm working with a new board per se. Um, I've known uh, Chairman McKay for more than two years. Uh, I, I remember first meeting him in the interview process and sitting on the sideline thinking, now, what does he know about Hampton Roads? I figured it out later. Um, well, let us in. <laughs> yeah. So so when I, when I look at our board as currently constructed, it's about us understanding I mean, meaning us, our team, understanding what the board wants to, where they want to go and how right. and how they want to get there. We're the people that actually put the soup together. They give us the ingredients. We put the soup together, and it's up to us to present it to them so they can present it to the public. Uh, the nuancing for me is simple. Understand what each and every board member is trying to do in their district, coupled with how do you take from the county perspective, how we can take a one Fairfax lens and, and approach it to all. Nuancing is nothing that I'm worried about. It is certainly something that, as a new chairman, working with a new board, I'm sure it's Chairman McKay's worrying about it, just a tad. Mm -hmm. But like he said, they're a very experienced board. I mean, each, every one of them was, some, was either on the planning commission or a school board representative or right. worked for a congressman in the in the house so if you would ask me when i came here and, and jeff mckay said brian there's going to be a change of four on the board 
Uh, these are the four that I would pick because it's been a, it's been very easy and seamless thus right. far. There's a lot of work that we put toward on onboarding, but it's very easy work because they already get most of what mm -hmm. we're saying. And then they have to learn their districts, which are pretty large. Right. I mean, you think about it, it's 150,000 plus people per district. Uh, when we deal with the census, we'll see if we have to, that's going to be larger or how we're going right. to incorporate that. But from my perspective uh, and the leadership of, of Chairman McKay, it's been quite easy thus far. You know, you have this uncanny ability to read my mind where I want to go with the next question because <laughs> I was going to ask about census next before we got to the regionalism. Mm -hmm. Census is huge for the nation, Fairfax County. I think the number I heard, and I, don't quote me on this if I'm wrong, maybe you guys can, can correct me, something like $1,200 per resident is lost if you're not counted in the census. And we want every person that's living in Fairfax County to be counted. I think, Chairman McKay, you're actually leading the Fairfax County Complete yeah. Count Committee. So can you give us kind of an sure. update on what's going on? Sure. So there's a lot going on, and I think you've you've set the stage right. Uh, your number is exactly right. Okay. Um, and it's one that I uh, reiterate to people all the time because there's, you know, very real-world political consequences of the census, and then there's also economic consequences to the county. And so uh, the $1,200 figure, I think when people hear that, their their jaw drops a little yeah. bit because it's, it's a lot of money, and especially when you compound that yeah. over a period of time. Uh, you're talking about a p potential loss of a lot of federal resources. And, of course, the other utilities of the, the census are for uh, setting magisterial district you know, numbers, setting our representatives in Congress. Um, those are the population numbers that are used to set the political stage and make sure that areas are adequately and fairly represented. And so obviously as many people representing this area as we can have, the better our political influence is to get resources to our area. Um, and, and then also uh, I think a lot of times we forget um, our county, our private sector, our schools, uh, so many other important entities uh, in our county are using the data to make decisions about future planning. So mm -hmm. part of the economic impact of this is you have businesses and other people looking at places where they want to make investments, where they want to open a business, looking at where potential future employees are. Uh, they're looking at the census data to make those economic decisions. And so it is really, really important for people to fill out this uh, census uh, form. And, and in addition to that, I would say um, our work this year is harder than ever. Um, because there is a lot of fear in the community, particularly mm. people who are, are recent immigrants to this country, um, about what's going on nationally with regard to immigration. Mm. And so we're, we're, the Complete Count Committee is putting a lot of special work into reaching uh, areas where we know have been in the past statistically undercounted but could be compounded mm. Uh, this particular year right. because of what's going on nationally. And so the Complete Count Committee is working with a lot of our faith leaders, uh, a lot of our school folks. Uh, every supervisor in the county has appointed a staff person from their office to serve on the Complete Count Committee. Uh, in addition to that, we uh, recently sent out, uh, Department of Tax Administration sent out a mailer as a part of their normal change and assess value notice to homeowners. Uh, property owners in the county uh, sent a notice to every one of them, stuck it in the envelope about the census and the importance of wow. it. And so uh, the team at, at OPA in the county, 
Um, and a lot of our other partner county agencies literally are working daily to try to get the word out on this mm-hmm. because it's so important. It's a once in a decade right. uh, opportunity for us. And we will set the stage and be stuck with the outcome of that mm-hmm. uh, for 10 years. So it is really important that everybody participate. All right. I know there's more we could talk about this, but I know there's other topics we want to get to. So I just want to mention this one website uh, link that folks can go to to get more information. If you're listening, fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash census, and you can get more information, learn about the Complete Count Committee, uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash census. I think twice already, Chairman, you've mentioned regionalism. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about regionalism. Well, I just want to, before you do okay. that, I want to understand why on my podcast, when I say OPA, you say what? What is OPA? Right. <laughs> and then when the chairman yeah. says it, you just gloss right over it. So I'm just trying to figure out. That's because he's of, the chairman. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Office of Public Affairs, maybe. Is that yeah. where you work? He it was is. quizzing you to see no, if you no, knew, no, if you no, knew no, what no, it no. meant. I, I defer no, to no, the chairman. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can edit that part out. No, no, that's staying in. <laughs> All right, moving along quickly. Regionalism. You've mentioned it a couple of yeah. times. And why is that important? Not only well, to you, but also Mr. Hill. Yeah, it's really important. Um, first of all, um, it's important to us in Fairfax County because we are by far the largest jurisdiction in the region. Right. And so we set the tent. Uh, for whether or not regionalism is going to work. And people look to us uh, on regional issues to understand where Fairfax is coming from because of our size. So with that size comes an obligation, uh, in my mind, Hmm. to play that leadership role and to do it constructively. Uh, The world has changed. Uh, I am not competing with Loudoun or Prince William. I mean, we are competing with uh, cities across the United States, across the world now. Uh, particularly for talent, you know, for people to come into this area and and fill jobs. And um, certainly from a local level, regionalism is important on transportation projects, on metro, on transit operations. Mm -hmm. But when you look at economic development, which is the thing that normally uh, triggers the most debate amongst uh, regional partners and the most competition, uh, we have come to learn that it's not our neighbors that we're competing against. And probably a case like Amazon is a poster child for why that's true. Uh, Something like Amazon comes into our region. It has the uh, capability of helping uh, everyone in the region because of its size. And we also have the responsibility of working with everyone in the region to mitigate the impacts Mm -hmm. on affordable housing, on transportation. And so, you know, I think we're going to see more of that uh, moving forward. And, you know, most people... Uh, you know, they may work in Fairfax or live in Fairfax and work somewhere else. I mean, this area right. is very fluid, right. and a lot of people don't even realize when they've crossed one jurisdiction line into another, they oh, just true. want stuff to work. Right. And so, you know, I take that personally. I've served on a lot of regional bodies over the years and know how important our relationship is uh, with other jurisdictions around us in terms of determining the region's success. The last thing I want to say is the EDA um, has smartly uh, because of Victor Hodgkin's new leadership, has smartly set up you know, a regional collaborative group now uh, for the first time I can ever remember, uh, particularly dealing with economic development issues. And we obviously are in a leadership position uh, with that group. Um, and I think they're, they're going to do great things in forcing uh, parochial politics to take a second seat uh, to advancing the region's interest and making sure that we still have a strong economy and cooperation right. in this area. It's a really important thing that we do. Right. Mr. Hill, I know you had Victor Hoskins from the Economic Development Authority, the EDA, uh, on a couple of months ago, and it was interesting. 
it sounds like everybody's on the same playbook because the chairman said we're not competing against Loudoun or Arlington. We're competing against other uh, counties or, or cities in the country as well as foreign, national. So that's exactly what, what, what you guys talked about. Yeah, and it's 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 something that's different, and it's gonna it's different for Fairfax County. I, I you know as much as I get along with Loudoun County and Tim Hemstreet, we talk probably once or twice a week. Uh, Arlington County, Mark Schwartz, um, City of Alexandria, um, with um, Mr. Jenks down there, and Chris Martino and Prince William. It's it is all about our region, hmm. but Fairfax County is bigger than our region. So we do play in the sandbox and we're on the same page in our region, but trying to bring other entities in Mm -hmm. is a big deal. Um, We've, under the chairman's leadership, he's asked me to broaden some of our horizons. Uh, I'm part of NACO where we have the top 25 counties over a million population. I've actually had several of them counties come to Fairfax County to see what we're doing. I'm going to also ask that some of our folks go out to certain counties to see what they're doing, mm. uh, one being uh, Sacramento County in particular, uh, Nav Gill, who is the county uh, executive there. They're doing some remarkable things with education, which I can bring back to FCPS. It's just not about Fairfax. It's about how Fairfax brands itself and how Fairfax then takes it nationally because we are in that competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, supervi- sorry, supervisor, Chairman <laughs> McKay states that we are the biggest uh, county within the Commonwealth. Our competition is not Loudoun. It is New York. It is Chicago. It is uh, California. I get that. And the strategic plan and what we're doing is trying to put ourselves in a priority set standpoint so we can get to where he wants to be in his vision. And I think we're we're getting there ever so some people say slowly, some mm-hmm. people say quickly. I'm not quite sure yet. Maybe but we are we are, we are moving you're doing forward. It right. Right. If yeah. you're getting that kind of feedback, you're doing it right. <laughs> but we are moving forward and I, I think the team is here poised to under the leadership of uh, Chairman McKay, we're ready to rock and roll. Right. You mentioned strategic plan. I know that's uh, going on. It's going to be going before the board uh, at some point. Uh, what's what's your update on the strategic plan now as, as we get ready for your budget presentation <coughs> later this month and, and everything going forward with strategic plan? Well, like the budget, the, uh, the draft strategic plan will be placed in uh, Chairman McKay's hands probably in the next week or so. Uh, we'll get to the full board on the 25th of February, uh, so it's upcoming. And we're going to move forward with how we place priorities into our strategic priorities under a guiding uh, seven principles, which is incorporating one Fairfax. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first came to Fairfax County, at that time, Supervisor McKay <laughs> said to me, figure out how to make one Fairfax reality. As Chairman McKay, I'm now handing it to him and saying, I think this is how we make it reality. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And that is what I love about Chairman McKay. It doesn't matter what time I call, what time I text. There's always a response back. And I have apologized to his wife in the beginning. <laughs> I, I told her, I'm yeah. sorry if I call at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's never good. But that, that, that symbiotic state is where we are. And, and it, it, for a county executive coming out of a smaller jurisdiction and having this support has been absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How does that work when a strategic plan or a budget, 
other information from the county executive, county leaders, county government leadership comes to you, the chairman, and the board. What kind of what kind of happens then? Yeah, well, you know, I, I look at the strategic strategic planning exercise very similar to to our budget process in the sense that you know this is. Um, a document the county executive is giving to us. He's collaborated with a lot of people in advance. In the case of the budget, you know, budget office, agency directors. In the case of the strategic plan, uh, strategic people in the county, but also you know our stakeholders, our residents, our citizens, our you know people who are involved and care about the community. And so I look at it like the budget. It's coming to us. It's a pretty well put together document. It pretty well reflects the priorities that uh, the county executive has heard from the county board, uh, but it also reflects the priorities of the citizens. And when we get that, just like when we get the budget, uh, we, of course, will will modify it. Uh, we probably will get more public input on it at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and absolutely, it will be modified in one way, shape, or form. I always tell people the budget... Uh, with the budget, you know, having worked now on on the last 14 budgets, um, <laughs> what the county executive approve, puts on the table is always a little bit different than what the board approves. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not been one budget cycle where what was presented right. was what ultimately was exactly approved. Just, just so, rubber stamp it and move yeah, on. Yeah, so our role is to take good data, good input, good information, good ideas, uh, get more public input, uh, solicit more opinions about right. it, uh, talk to our own residents and constituents, form our own opinions about it, and then work together as a board collaboratively uh, to put together a final document that reflects all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, you know, we get it. We feel like it's pretty well developed. Um, and, and that's why in a lot of cases, you know, we've had hands off of the strategic planning process mm-hmm. to this point because we wanted it to be, you know, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted the citizen involvement, wanted the county staff involvement, uh, and then when we get it, then it's our turn uh, to shape that based on what we know about our own jurisdictions and right. the importance of the county. So it's an important uh, process to do, um, and I think it will help us uh, shape some of our budget priorities. Um, I will say um, I don't expect there to be a lot of surprises in it. I mean, I think we pretty much know what the important things are to our community, and I think what we're going to have here is a lot of validation of those important things that we we already know are important to right. the community moving forward and it it helps you to have that validation when you're when you're governing. Okay. Mr. Uh, Hill presenting his uh budget to the board on February 25th, the board of supervisors, lots of meetings, public input, etc., then you formally adopt the budget that uh, that y'all work up on May 5th. So Say all that to say if you're listening now and it's before February 25th, you still have time to watch the budget presentation, get more information, learn about it. If it's after the county executive's presentation, still plenty of time for you to learn more about the budget and adopt it. Fairfaxcounty.gov slash budget and you can get more information. Now, we have got a lot of priorities, a lot of things that are important to you, the board, mm-hmm. county executive, to get through. So I know Mr. Hill mentioned One Fairfax, and we've talked about One Fairfax several times on this podcast. We've also had Carla Bruce as, as a, a guest on the podcast. What does One Fairfax mean to you? To me, it means uh, what I have always done in office, which is in every decision that is put in front of us, intentionally ask yourself if that decision is being fair and equitable to all county residents. Um, and And what that really means to me is everything from where we put a bus stop 
Um, are we serving the right population? Are we giving the right access? Are we making sure everybody has a chance to take public transit? All the way up to how I vote on the budget. Do I feel like the budget document is a fair reflection of the needs of the entire county? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's a really important guiding principle and policy in all the decisions that we make. I think we've done a good job in Fairfax County of making decisions based on that, even without the intentionality and the structure that we right. now have in place. Gotcha. Um, so it's a healthy backstop uh, for the board to use, for the community to use, for our county agencies to use, to basically stop yourself for a moment and ask yourself, is what you're getting ready to do uh, a really equitable decision? Mm -hmm. uh, am I trying to lift up all people in the county, regardless of what zip code they live in, what they look like, what their ability or disability might be? Um, and, and I think counties that are successful, and we are one of those, are successful because we have always had a philosophy of um, welcoming all people to the table and being inclusive. And doubling down on that by a policy, um, I think will will serve the county well in the long term. Um, and, and I think it's really what our citizens want. You know, they, they want to make sure that their county government is promoting a culture and promoting an atmosphere uh, where everyone feels valued, where everyone has access to opportunity, uh, and where it's governing boards, both the school board and the county board, because mm -hmm. we've adopted this together, mm -hmm. are making their decisions with that intentional look and that intentional thought. Mm -hmm. Kind of, as you said, an overarching policy, procedure, language, whatever you want to call it, that fits into every decision and fits into all of these priorities for you as well as the board, as well as other agency leaders, et cetera. It's something to think about with every decision they make. Every decision we make. And it's it's both a resolution, started as a resolution, and now a policy uh, of the county that we do that. And, and I realize that depending on what the issue is, the way in which you might do that might differ. Hmm. But the idea behind it can. The idea behind it has to be the same. Um, how it manifests itself, you know, is is conditional on what the subject is we're talking about. Um, what we're trying to do is make sure that it's institutionalized in people's minds to ask themselves, to challenge themselves, uh, to do better, to be more inclusive, to be more equitable, and, and the result of it will be better policies. And, and I think our starting point is one where we already have that strong culture in Fairfax. Uh, we need to cultivate it. We need to embrace it. Uh, and we need to continue to implement it as we move forward to guarantee our future success. Uh, I can't say anything other than I agree with everything that uh, the chairman has stated. You know, it is an inside-outside type of policy. Uh, when I say outside, we have to get the community involved. Inside, it's up to the chairman and myself and others to infuse what One Fair Facts is, the access mm -hmm. and the equality that we're trying to put forward. Um, Carla Bruce has done an excellent job in going out to each and every agency and each and every department to showcase what we're trying to do right. and the attempt of what we're trying to do. And with this legislative session, something as simple as a procurement change could allow mm. certain access and equity as we look for vendors bringing into the county. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at it from a holistic point, but we have to do the culture change internally to ensure that everybody understands where we're moving and how we're going to move right. forward. And, and the chairman says it very passionately. Uh, again, you know, when he interviewed me, uh, he said, the one thing you will get done is one Fairfax, and I'm giving you two years. 
Well, here we are. We're two years in, and mm-hmm. um, I, when he says two years, that means a year and a half. Actually. <laughs> so you've learned Guilty. his timeline already. Oh, God, yes, yes, I already got it. Learned that really quickly. <laughs> All right, some other priorities in addition to one Fairfax, kind of the overarching that fits into everything. And I know we've got a lot of them to cover in the next few minutes, but we'll we'll try to get through as many as we can. I think top one of the top on your list, housing, affordable mm-hmm. housing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it to me, it's it's a huge economic issue uh, and a morality morality issue. Mm. And and um, so I've always been a proponent of affordable housing. I've always um, used every tool in our toolbox to promote it, whether it's new development, whether it's restoration, preservation, whether it's using the private sector, state funds, braiding funds. Right. Um, you know, whatever it takes to get affordable units. It's so important to our uh, business community who, you know, we have 100,000 vacant jobs in our region that can't be filled. And one of the biggest challenges to filling those is people can't find affordable housing here to live mm-hmm. in to be able to work in those jobs. Right. So it's, it has a huge, huge economic impact, uh, but also has an environmental impact. I mean, we want people to be able to afford to live closer to where they work. Right. Um, and that has environmental uh, implications. And so for me, uh, one of the number one issues this board uh, will attack is dramatically increasing our affordable housing uh, numbers. We already have well over a thousand units in the pipeline as we sit here today. This board's been in session for one month. I think we will easily exceed uh, the 5,000 lower level goal that we have over the next uh, couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think we will easily exceed that. Okay. I want to make sure we cover some others. Um, Environment, climate change, another one of your priorities as as chairman. It is um, because, you know, I'm thinking about uh, I've got a 12 and an 8-year-old kid at home, you know, Mm -hmm. and I look at our kids and I ask myself, you know, what kind of a planet, what kind of an environment are we leaving for them? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think anyone who believes in science can read any documentation (laughs) to see that, you know, this is the crisis of our time. Uh, and everybody has to do their part. Fairfax County alone cannot solve our climate problems, but we have right. to be part of a collaborative that does. And, and most importantly, uh, we have to set a standard for our residents, set a standard for our business community, uh, set a standard for the private sector to follow. Um, and so I'm very excited about the work we're doing with uh, solar power. Uh, we're going down to uh, the General Assembly to talk to them more about the importance of giving the county more tools uh, to implement our environmental strategies. I'm very excited about our resiliency plan that we're working on because this is not about so much us sitting here today. This is about down the road. What 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 kind of a, a community mm-hmm. and, and an earth are we leaving mm-hmm. uh, to the next generation? And we can't keep passing the buck on that. And And frankly, technology has improved economics have come into play now where these types of things are are good business decisions to make. They're not expenses on the county side. They're mm-hmm. investments that will pay dividends down the road. And so very excited about our uh, climate agenda on this board. I think we're going to move the needle in a very strong way. And Mr. Hill, I know uh, several podcasts again, that's, that's been your theme as well, making the decisions, looking at what I'm doing today for 20, 25, 30 years down the road. You're, you're, you're having this vision out in the future of, of what impact whatever decision you have today is going to make. You know, it's always, it's always good and humbling when you're a county executive and you listen to the chairman speak and you're typically sometimes some county executives and the chairman are not on the same page. Right. Uh, I have to say that everything he's saying allows me just to sit back and listen because I know that we're doing the right things and we're getting it to a place where we can carry it forward. 
Um, we talk about affordable housing. Uh, the chairman's right. We got a thousand in the pipeline. There are also things in what we can do with our zoning ordinances that could probably take that to a greater number, and we're working on that. And then we look at the environment and the energy. Uh, two years ago, we didn't have a plan. Uh, again, mm-hmm. you see this two-year thing. Eighteen going months, on. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with with the energy, um, 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 solar panel, electric buses. We are moving forward with being the leader mm-hmm. in our region, let alone the country. I get so many calls about how did you get your power, energy power source, Dominion, to give you buses? Well, we are the biggest in Northern Virginia. We're the biggest in the Commonwealth. If it can't work here, it's not going to work anywhere right. else. We, right. have the, we have the infrastructure to take care of it. So we're trying to be a little bit more cutting edge a little bit higher pay, higher paced, and it's all because of his leadership. We're just right. moving forward, and we're trying to do it as quickly as we can because, again, the long game is better than the short game. Mm-hmm. got to ask you about transportation before mm-hmm. we wrap up because it seems like transportation affects affordable <coughs> housing as well as climate. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> so. absolutely. It affects both, and honestly, um, you know, we – I think have done a good job shifting our mindset away from you know moving cars to moving people mm. uh, because our long-term transportation infrastructure success is going to be based on options for people um, and as a region and as a county we've been looking at options you know for example people don't like not everyone likes toll lanes the purpose <laughs> of the toll lanes was to give some people a new option that doesn't already exist and free up space in the general travel lanes um, not everyone, our metro system is not designed to have everyone ride it. Mm-hmm. I keep telling people, some people come up to me and complain that they're not metro accessible. Well, it's not designed to move everyone in the region. It's designed to move people strategically. Um, our bus system, you know, we have an enormous bus system in the county reaching out into our neighborhoods. We're working every day uh, on pedestrian improvements, on trail and bike connections. Um, our answer to our transportation problem is holistic it's multimodal. Um, it's not based in the past where, you know, you just paved your way out of every problem. We right. certainly have road infrastructure we need to invest in and improve on. Um, but this board in 2020, uh, moving forward, uh, I think you will see every transportation s- decision based on multimodal opportunities to move people and not just move cars. Mm-hmm. And, and the future of our growth in this area, the future for our infrastructure, uh, future for our planet, you know, they, they require that you look at transportation that way. And so it's, it's a pretty big shift. Our Department of Transportation is so far ahead uh, of most parts of the country uh, in dealing with this. One of our biggest challenges is bringing VDOT along with us because so many transportation decisions um, become a challenge sometimes when you have a, a Richmond-centric right. decision-making body talking about transportation and, and knowing how different that, um, you know, Fairfax County is than Goochland County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's going to be a challenge that we have continuing to move forward. But Virginia Association of Counties, some of our regional groups are, are tackling those things and trying to give counties more autonomy in deciding transportation infrastructure, and I'm excited about that opportunity. Well, and the Virginia Department of Transportation maintains the roads in Fairfax County, so it's not like the county is out building and paving roads and can just 
do whatever it wants to. <laughs> Correct. And and we do do some of that. Right. Um, but we have to go through a process to get VDOT's right. permission uh, to do that. Yeah. And so there have been times over the years where we've gotten frustrated that things aren't happening. The state isn't doing things to their own infrastructure. And so we've put our own resources right. on the table and said, we're going to move forward and fix that ourselves. Right. And I think that shows the desire of our population in our county uh, to be solving these transportation problems. And I, I joke with people, but it's it's true, an unfortunate joke. Nobody moves to Fairfax County because they, they think the transportation <laughs> right. situation is right. great. Um, and we need to improve upon that reputation. I'd love one day, and may not be in my lifetime, but I'd love one day for somebody to say, we move there because you can get around so easily. There's right. so many options for you. Uh, they really, you know, were smart in planning their transportation. We're heading that way, uh, but we have a lot of work to do in that area still. Right. Last couple of minutes. I know a lot of county employees listen to the Connect with County Leaders podcast. Anything you want to say to the county employees? Um, I will say to them what, what I've always said. I, I consider our county workforce a, a family, um, and, and I've been proud to be a member of that family, both as uh, chief of staff to my predecessor in Lee District for 12 years and then a board member for 12 years, a uh, lifetime resident of the county. I'm really proud of the 24 years of service that I've provided to this county. And I know that this place is great because of the people who work here. It's not the buildings. It's not the equipment. Um, it's the people. Um, and I hear that everywhere I go, whether it's in our parks or libraries in this building. Uh, everywhere I go, uh, compliments about the people that work for this county that I consider part of the larger county family. And mm -hmm. so um, I know there are times where not everything the employees want to see happen happens, um, but I do want them to know that we're always thinking about how we can benefit them, how we can give back to the family that has made this county great. And that's the way I think of our county employees. And so, um, you know, as one of them who, who's worked here for a long time, um, you know, I have a, a unique perspective right. uh, on some of the things we need to do better, on some of the things sometimes <laughs> we take for granted that we do really well, and we don't think about them necessarily in those terms, but uh, really proud of this county workforce and, and proud to be chairman of a board that I think respects the work of every county employee. Mm -hmm. All right. Wrapping it up, I, I, I know how to end. I always give my guests the final word. So County Executive Hill, I'm going to start with you, and Chairman McKay, I'm going to let you Bring it home for us, as they say. Well, I just love—I love the fact that we do these podcasts, and I am so happy that uh, many of our uh, county employees listen, and hopefully, we can get many more of our residents to listen because we're doing neat and novel things here. All I have to say is this: we have a great team, we have a great model, and we have a—in a, my view, we have the best county governance structure in the Commonwealth, let alone the region. We have so many neat and novel things that are going to be coming down the pike, and it's all because of the board allows us to do the good things that we can do for our 1.2 million citizens. As long as the board keeps supporting the staff like they have, we are going to see so many new things churning out. And all I have to say is uh, thank you to Chairman McKay for always having my back because, you know, there are times I get a little bit to the right a little bit there, and he has to rein me in. But it's all about us moving forward, and that's all I have in my focus. Um, being out in the community is great. Um, being out in Mount Vernon um, to do, uh, uh, they have a, a, a 
32nd annual or 33rd annual um, Mount Vernon Day with Supervisor Stork, who claims that I should move to Mount Vernon because I spend more time down there than any <laughs> other place in the county. But you know what? I just want the staff to know I'm here committed. I want the board to know that we as a team are here and committed, and we thank the chairman for uh, supporting us as we move forward. Yeah, I so uh, thank you for this platform. It's been a great discussion, um, and I really appreciate the the folks who listen, who care enough uh, about the county and what's going on in the county to to pay attention and tune in. Uh, that's healthy. Um, what I will say is the next four years are going to be very exciting. Uh, there will be a lot of great things that this board does collaboratively. Um, but I also want to reassure folks, and this is important, that we do a lot of great things already. And those great things we do already aren't going to change. Um, our reputation of being an exceptionally well-managed county government um, who takes very seriously the responsibility we have at budget time to balance the needs of the entire county, but to do that in a responsible way, um, that reputation of excellence uh, will not change. And so while our priorities in some areas might adjust to today's reality and to this new board, the fundamentals of, of the county uh, aren't going to change. And, you know, we, we had an election about that, whether people believe that it was time to have wholesale change on the board um, or whether it was time to say, we do a lot of things great, we're going to pivot forward on some things, um, but let's maintain our reputation and let's make sure that we continue to be exceptionally well-governed and well-managed. And um, thankfully, that's what the people in Fairfax County want. And so I want to reassure all the listeners that while we've talked about a lot of ambitious plans and we're going to implement those, uh, we're going to do it in the same old Fairfax County, sophisticated, balanced, well-managed, uh, well-researched, responsible way. And, and that's a reputation that we've established over a long period of time um, and one that I wholly subscribe to. And so um, I'll close by saying uh, for listeners out there, your input's always valued. You know, I get asked all the time about, um, you know, people wait to come up to me and ask me something when they see me out in the road or right. in the grocery store. And I always tell them, hey, I'm 24-7, 365. If you have an idea, you have a concern, you have a compliment, uh, in particular if you right. have a compliment. <laughs> always uh, But no, seriously, um, you know, communicate with us. Um, don't sit around and think somebody else must have already said something about mm -hmm. this. Communicate with us because I take great pride uh, in running an office that is, um, you know, very responsive to concerns both from our county employees and to our citizens. They're who we are here to serve. Mm -hmm. uh, and I never forget that. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast as you continue your new term as chairman of the Board of Supervisors. Thank, thank you, you, Chairman Absolutely. McKay. County Executive Field, thank you, sir, for being with us again. Unfortunately, we could continue discussing more and more, but we will have to wrap it up on this edition of Connect with the County Leaders. On behalf of the chairman and the county executive, I want to say thank you for listening and joining us. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov.
The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.